Dario Yeganovich, welcome back. Morning, Jay. Good morning. If it's Monday, we are talking to the team at CanDelta because you are the experts and we ask you questions. It's Ask the Experts on Monday morning on B of C Live. Are you ready? Ready to go. Have you shaken off the weekend appropriately? I'm getting there. Maybe after this question. <laughs> well, ironically, this question could be how you spend your weekend, sort of. <laughs> um, so are you ready for it? It's Let's good. It. Um, and it actually came in through LinkedIn. Um, so, so it's... Uh, it's, it's how we want to receive the question. So if you have a question, you're watching this, send it to us over here at Business of Cannabis. Here are the questions. Um, it's all things security clearance. Uh, who conducts the security clearance? What, are they, what do they look for? And then why, why is security clearance needed for people such as QAPs? There you go. There we go. Yeah, great question. So, so, sounds like someone who might be nervous about the security clearance. <laughs> Potentially. But I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a question that kind of brings us back a little bit to uh, cannabis regulatory first principles. But at the same time, I think it's really important to also rehash that and just be sure that you're, you're very much aware of what to, what to expect from the security clearance process. Because it can often be an afterthought, but it can definitely be uh, you know, a big bottleneck to the, to the application process. So the first question was who conducts the security clearance checks. So the security clearance checks are conducted by the RCMP on behalf of Health Canada. So how the process works is uh, you start by submitting your fingerprints to an accredited fingerprinting company. Uh, that can also be something like a commissioner's office or it could be a police station or even an RCMP office. Uh, so with that, you, you submit a third party uh, consent to release personal information form. So that form has some of your personal information on it, and it should also probably include your uh, SEC number or security clearance number, which you get when you start a uh, new security clearance application through the CTLS. Uh, the reason why we put that on there is because we wanna have uh, you know, the opportunity for Health Canada to be able to easily link uh, your, your application form to an application uh, on the CTLS. So once you go in there, you take your fingerprints, um, you're, they digitize your fingerprints and they give you a DCN number, which is a document control number, which is how they uh, track effectively your security clearance through the process. Uh, at that point, so once the fingerprint is digitized, it gets sent over uh, digitally to the RCMP, uh, where they hold on to it until Health Canada uh, gets the go -ahead to, uh, gives the go-ahead to the RCMP to conduct the security clearance check. And that happens... Um, after Health Canada receives a, uh, an application for a cannabis license on the federal level through the CTLS, and the individual is, uh, is indicated as a, a person requiring security clearance on that application. At that point, Health Canada gives a thumbs up and, and the RCMP will conduct the check. Uh, this all happens also after the applicant gets invoiced for the security clearance check. Oh, oh I bet it is. Uh, of course, I mean, <laughs> none of this comes for free. Um, so I, there's, a couple of, uh, there's a couple of things that uh, the RCMP does when, when conducting these background checks. So first they run uh, your information through their internal criminal uh, records database, and then also any kind of relevant files from local law enforcement agencies. So they, they look for any kind of history of, uh, of criminal activity, and uh, they do that by using a number of sources and, and also tracking through your, your past history of where you lived and things like that. Um, so basically the Health Canada or more the RCMP, Health Canada and the RCMP, they're a little bit cloak and dagger about the whole, the whole operation. And there's very good reason for that. It's to uh, protect the, uh, the integrity of the investigation. And so they don't provide you with too much information on 
um, the progress of the investigation or uh, e even so much as like what the results were other than uh, you're good or you're not good. <laughs> so um, the screening process itself uh, can, can very much uh, vary depending on a person's history. So it can be anywhere from a few months to upwards of a year and in very rare cases it can be even more than a year. There's a lot of factors that affect what the length of time is for, for processing a security clearance. Um, some of the factors include having multiple addresses or, or employers over the past five years. Um, also things like living abroad can, can definitely impact it since then they would have to communicate with uh, maybe foreign um, international uh, uh, agencies to, to get some of your background info. And what kinds of things do they look at when they're, when they're processing the, the security clearance? So first they look at past convictions. Um, they look at, at the seriousness, the number, the frequency, as well as the date of the most recent uh, of the offenses. Uh, they definitely look for any kind of involvement in organized crime. Uh, that's, that's definitely a big one. These are all factors that they're looking to uh, assess the risk of the individual on uh, whether they might make decisions that could impact uh, public health or public safety. Um, another one that they look for is the involvement in uh, any acts of violence or a threat of acts of violence. Um, and so any other grounds that they might have um, to, to assume that the applicant might be also induced to commit a crime or an act that, uh, that presents a risk to, to public safety. So this is just a, a short list of the things they look for. There are other factors and it's really on a case by case basis how they handle it. Um, they do mention that uh, things like you know, minor possession charges, uh, these are a little bit less concerning I think and it's potentially that if they are more small scale that uh, these could be ignored um, when, uh, when processing the clearance check. So if you had a, a possession charge you know, 10, 10 or so years ago, uh, that might not be a, a huge problem. However, it, if it was something like trafficking, um, you know, that's a federal offense and that's a little bit more concerning. So Health Canada, we have spoken to them in the past and we have seen this rough number of uh, 10 years uh, float around. So they say things like uh, if the crime happened uh, over 10 years ago, um, it, it, it decreases in its uh, uh, level of concern for them. Now, that doesn't mean that they're, they'll completely ignore it. Again, it depends on the severity and things like that. Um, so it, it, a lot of those factors ha have to be considered. Um, and the last question was, uh, why, why, is a security clearance, why is a security clearance needed for a quality assurance person or a QAP? So there's definitely a lot of reason for that. Uh, I think the security clearance is required for all of a applicant's key personnel. Um, as well as uh, uh, directors and officers of the company or directors of a parent company as well as key investors. Uh, the reason for that is they want to ensure that these individuals in these key roles that have very sensitive information to the company um, are, uh, do have a full background check conducted on them so that there is, is really no risk of them committing an act that would uh, in, in endanger public health and safety. So the QAP is a particularly important one. Uh, they effectively are kind of the cornerstone of your production process. And every single uh, batch of cannabis that gets produced or moves through your facility, uh, it has to go through effectively the QAP or one of the alternates to give the, the thumbs up that you know, the testing results are, are correct and compliant, that, uh, that, that the product is of a high quality and that it's safe for consumption. And so uh, because of that, the QAP is also very much involved in the entire 
uh, production process. They, they know how much cannabis is at the facility. They know how much they're producing at any given time, how much is being stored, uh, where it's being stored, who has access to it. So all of these things are very, very sensitive pieces of information um, which the QAP has. And that's the reason why they, they require the security clearance in addition to individuals like the responsible person and the head of security and their alternates, the master grower as well. Um, all of these individuals would have a sensitive knowledge of the, of the company and the product that it's holding. And, and for that reason, that's why they would require the security clearance. But as well, there's also players such as the directors and officers, as well, the, the key investors, as I mentioned, and the reason why is because they also want to ensure that any individuals that have direct or indirect control of the company um, through things like voting shares or ownership percentage, that uh, they also have uh, security clearance checks as, you know, they, they want to avoid, uh, you know, ensuring that they want, they want to ensure that you can avoid those individuals mandating some kind of decision on behalf of the company uh, that could, you know, promote illicit activities, for instance. Um, so these are... Um, they're, they're very well laid out as to why the security clearances are required. And so um, those individuals would definitely have to address that. So I think the important thing as well to consider when, uh, when you're early on in the application process is um, because it's a bit of an afterthought, the security clearance, a lot of new applicants might not be aware of all of these extended individuals that might require a security clearance check. And so for that reason, I think it's really important to lay out a, a very clear organizational structure um, early on in, the, in your application process. And that way you can very easily identify with a consultant or otherwise who would be the ideal, um, uh, who, who would be the individuals that would require the security clearance uh, checks for, for your organization. Um, as well, a, a, an important uh, thing to do is when you're, when you're filling out your third party consent to release information form, be sure to read it very carefully and to fill out the all of the fields exactly as they would require. Um, again, it's very good to involve a consultant in this process because we have seen in the past these forms. Unfortunately, they aren't the most uh, well-designed forms, and so there's a, there's a lot of room for for errors or um, or adding misinformation there. And if that form is not correctly filled out. Health Canada does not have the opportunity to link it to a, an existing uh, application through uh, the CTLS. And because of that, oftentimes these, uh, these forms get lost and that can lead to delays in your application process. It's, it's, it's um, I thought it was a simple, straightforward question, but I guess there, there are so many layers to it and so many people it touches. And, and that's like, um, even the way you just described it is like in the startup phase of a business, but as businesses grow and mature and either become larger or just cycle through employees as, as you normally would, it becomes every time you want to hire someone for specific roles, they need to either go through the health, health clear, um, security clearance. But actually another question, because we've also seen in sort of job postings that we do on behalf of uh, cannabis at work, the people that actually have health security clearances are in are higher demand or high demand because they've already been through that process, maybe with one other company. And mm -hmm. so they, they become sort of cleared uh, for that role, just, I guess, almost automatically right does the does the clearance go directly with the person even if they move businesses so the the security clearance is actually associated to the individual so if they change their their job or move into another role that requires security clearance 
that security clearance that the had previously can transfer over if it's within the five-year period of, of validity of a, of a security clearance. Um, keep in mind uh, that Health Canada and the RCMP, they have different, there, there's security clearance in different uh, fields, right? So there's, it, it's not the same as getting like a security clearance for another industry, like maybe pharma or whatever it might be. Um, they look at slightly different things. So the cannabis security clearance is very specific to cannabis. Um, it, they give it to you. It lasts for five years. It's transferable to different jobs. So definitely that's why those uh, individuals are uh, in higher demand because you can just put them into a role that requires security clearance, associate their SEC number to, uh, to the new license holder, and, and you're, you're good to go. Um, so uh, there's uh, also considerations uh, for uh, individuals who are coming into a, a new company who don't have security clearance, right? So uh, Health Canada and the RCMP, they have a bit of a backlog on the uh, security clearance background checks that, are, that have been requested. And so because of that, they really have to prioritize who, who is getting the security clearances. Um, and so that would be the key personnel and the, the, the investors and the directors and officers of the company. Um, so if you do have somebody that's uh, going into a role that's not one of those roles, but you want them to have security clearance, you do have to have a bit of rationale as to why this person needs security clearance in order to allow them to actually conduct the background check for them. Wow. It's, uh, it's, I'm glad this was the question because I feel like it is a good question to ask an expert because it really is. It's, um, it's not on the sort of cursory level of, of what most folks need to know. It's really deep down and that's the type of information we always want to ask you guys. And we appreciate Dario, you taking time this morning to, uh, to inform us of, of all the things. And I will say, so you don't have to, but also because it's really important, this is not one of the parts of the application you want to fuck up. Um, so, so working with folks like Can Delta is particularly helpful as you get off the ground or are in mid-ground uh, trying to ramp up. So Dario, thanks for your time this morning, and we look forward to connecting with someone next Monday. Enjoy it as always, Jay. Thank you. Yep.